0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast
1: on ESPN Radio. Mike McCarthy back with the Dallas Cowboys. We are Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Let me pose a hypothetical to you guys that may not be that wild. Mm. You're Mike McCarthy. You're Mike McCarthy's agent. Right now, today, you have a five-year deal from Seattle, a five-year deal from Carolina, or a one-year deal from Dallas. Rank your preference if you were a free agent, in essence. You were just out there, available to be had. You can go to any of those three scenarios. Rank your preferences.
2: We got Seattle. at what do you
1: Seattle, a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. Carolina, a five-year deal. And Dallas,
2: a one-year deal. Ooh, I think I would roll with Seattle. Okay. There's talent I can win in Seattle, yeah.
1: What's second place to you?
2: The Cowboys on a one-year deal. Okay, I'm not touching that Carolina Panthers job with David Tepper. Me that's either. radioactive. So if you are... Smalls, what about you?
3: If I'm Bill Belichick?
2: Yeah. No, no, if
1: you're
3: Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. My, Mike McCarthy. And I could go anywhere?
1: No, no, those are your three no, scenarios. That's what I'm saying, those yeah.
3: three. I can I can choose my own adventure with those three. I think I'd rather stay in Dallas for a year first knowing that I have less work to put in and I have a lot of good pieces in place and I have a quarterback, I'd put Seattle second and I'd put Carolina third. Mm -hmm.
1: So the reason I ask this question is because we are all buzzing today about Mike McCarthy back. The reason behind it is because Jerry Jones doesn't want to call Belichick. Belichick may not answer his call. Whatever the reason is. And we're all saying, wow, I can't believe he's back. But what we're not really discussing is whether or not this is actually good for Mike McCarthy because, yes, you're employed as an NFL head coach, but – For how long, how much of a shot do you actually have? How much of a circus are you voluntarily walking yourself into? And if you are his agent that is supposed to put him in the best positions to succeed, is your work done? I don't think so. I think in some way, shape, or form, you've got to figure out a way at least of adding adding one year to his contract here. And the Cowboys may not do that. And if that's the case... Well, they didn't do it with Jason Garrett. Right. So if that's the case... And you're McCarthy's agent. Are you working the back channels today to find out could my guy, if he was out there, get another offer? Because I'm not so sure. I like what's going
2: on today. I don't know, man. I, I mean, it's
1: if, a spin we haven't taken yet. No, with this.
2: it's a spin we haven't taken. And the curi- I'm curious to know, like, do we see Mike McCarthy as a head coach that deserves an opportunity to have a third team?
1: I believe yes. Like, like we That, that no. is that is a
2: rarity. Like that. Yeah. Does, that this doesn't happen. Like you. You like. To, to be on a third team, like you, you, have to, you almost have to be a Hall of Fame level coach in order to get that privilege in the NFL. So in a lot of respects, Ev, to your point, there's a lot of pressure going into this situation with Dallas knowing that if it doesn't work out in a one-year proposition as a lame duck coach, you might not get another chance around the National Football League. If you've got this level of talent, you've got a roster that's won 36 games over the last three years, and the best you can muster up is one divisional round appearance and two playoff wild card losses at home. I, I, I don't know. Like this is this is not an ideal situation for McCarthy. And again, it speaks to the issue. With having success down there in Dallas because you you have an owner in Jerry Jones who seemingly undermines the authority of the head coach at every turn.
1: So just to answer that question quickly about the third team, and I'm taking a huge liberty when I'm doing this. I believe, and I just skimmed it, I could be wrong, the only coach currently in the NFL that is on his third team as a head coach is Todd Bowles. The liberty I'm taking is he was technically the interim coach, for the, interim coach yes. for the Dolphins. Yeah. So a huge liberty that I'm taking, but he was the head coach full-time with the, the Jets, and now obviously the Bucks. I may have missed someone, so I apologize if I did. But to that point, I believe that he is the only one, and it's a huge liberty I'm taking in that.
3: I, I think the destination matters if we're talking about the third stop for Mike McCarthy. Don't you think he would be a good hire in Carolina?
1: Yes, I he do.
3: he has won twelve games, three consecutive seasons in the debt for the Dallas Cowboys. We know that he can work well with quarterbacks. You have a quarterback that you have mortgaged your future on in Bryce Young. I think Mike McCarthy. He's won a Super Bowl, and I and I wonder too if around the league people take the pressure and the spotlight and the Jerry Jones of it all with the Dallas Cowboys. And they sometimes maybe give the coach the benefit of the doubt. Like you were able to do that with all of that noise surrounding you. Maybe if you went to a, a place where the, the spotlight wasn't so bright and obviously in Carolina, you would have an owner that medals. But mm-hmm. if you went to a place that you didn't have somebody that was over your shoulder all the time and you didn't have somebody that was doing all these interviews and putting this additional spotlight on you. Would you fare better there? So
1: this is, you just nailed what it is with Mike McCarthy, a third spot for him. The third spot is for a team that needs to get to at least 500, right? Mm-hmm. It's not for a team that's necessarily looking to win a Super Bowl. It's can you revitalize us into respectability? And then if you become, as we've compared him to Buck Walter in baseball, CeCe said, Mike D'Antoni in basketball, yep. where like, we're going to be good. Once we're good, we'll deal with the Super Bowl. But we can't deal with the Super Bowl when we're not good. Exactly. Conversely, Belichick is once you're good, he then should come in and be the guy that gets you to the Super Bowl. Right. So different stages of where you're at. So I think that Mike McCarthy should have another job. If, if he was going to leave off of last year, 36 wins, three years, and you were playing out the Carolina Panthers, that's an easy one. Like yeah. I, that, that's easy. No No question. If you're playing out hypothetically, I know it's same division. Sirianni gets fired, Eagles. No, that doesn't make as much sense. And I, I love McCarthy, but no, that doesn't make sense.
3: Hold on, you just said. And here's the crazy
2: thing: the Carolina Panthers job. I actually think Mike McCarthy is above that. Not if you don't have a job. No, I'm, I'm with you, but that, that's the thing. Like yeah. I, I think he's, a, like a I think he's a good enough coach. Where that shouldn't be his only option, if, if, if it makes sense. What well, I'm saying. Well, that's why
1: I'm bringing up Seattle, just because the old ties that John Schneider is with. The yeah. Agreed, Bay. agreed. Maybe, maybe agreed.
2: there are ties. I don't know.
3: You just brought up something interesting that I want to circle back or it prompted a thought in my head. We're talking about if Jerry Jones didn't retain Mike McCarthy and he was available, there are landing spots for him or people would say he's the guy here. We should bring him in. We would know his phone would be ringing. What about Nick Sirianni? He was in the Super Bowl last year. No way. Would his phone be ringing off the hook? No way. And if I'm Philly, am I not taking that into account? Because as we're playing this game, as we're working through this exercise with Mike McCarthy, he deserves a third spot. Location matters, but he deserves a third spot. We know that the demand would be there for him. Is the demand there for Nick Sirianni?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great question. I'm sensitive to the third spot normally because – Minority candidates don't get a second spot, and that's not fair, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive. That's a
2: whole nother conversation. Know, you're not wrong, but, but I, that's a, that's it, it a has, deep conversation. It has to
1: be brought up, okay? Yeah. So I'm, I'm always sensitive to that third spot thing because let's give some people a second chance before we give others a third chance. But this is a guy coming off of 36 wins in three years. So I agree with you. So not, and the other thing with Carolina, when it, if we're just using them as the example, you know exactly what you're going to get with, with Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Exactly. You put Nick Sirianni out there as a free agent. I think most owners and GMs are like, what is that guy? What's
2: the redeeming quality for Nick Sirianni, Like, I know, like I know with Mike McCarthy, he does well working with really, really good quarterbacks, yes. right? Like like he's he's done well with Brett Favre, he's done well with Aaron Rodgers, he's done well with Dak Prescott. They you're You'd be you're, excited for Bryce Young to have Mike. He el- yes, exactly. he he, yeah, he's gonna they're gonna they're gonna play well. Yes. Like I know the I mean, even with Alex Smith.
3: Yes.
4: If
2: Mike McCarthy's around, they're gonna play well. I don't worry about that. With Nick Sirianni, what is it? Like, I mean, like right now, I, I feel like a lot of the credit for what Jalen Hurts became belongs to Shane Steichen after what I saw him do with Gardner Minshew and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, a team that had 70 sacks last year, I feel like a lot of that credit goes to Jonathan Gannon with the Arizona Cardinals. Right. So if it's not X's and O's with Nick Sirianni, if it's not game management with Nick Sirianni... If it's uh, not
3: it, culture, toughness, if it's not if it's, if
2: it's not winning the press conference which isn't Nick Sirioti. Like what, 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 what does he do well? Why, why should I want him? Especially when I have a team that I think can win a title right now.
3: But if you are the Eagles, if you're ownership, if you're Jeffrey Lurie, if you're going through this exercise, you're asking yourself those questions, what is the reason outside of going to the Super Bowl last year, which is a big one, that you feel like with this crop of candidates out there and this roster – why should I not make a move and capitalize on this window?
1: So play out that with the Belichick game. When you guys say to me, as the Belichick lover like I am, do you think he would take the Cowboys job? And I said no. And if you ask me, do I think he would take the Eagles job? And I would say absolutely yes. Do you think yeah, Jim think Harbaugh would, would take the Eagles job? Do I think Jim Harbaugh would take the Eagles job? That's an interesting one.
2: No. No, I don't. Why? No, I don't. Because Jim Harbaugh, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I I realize that, I got bounced from the NFL because there was a power struggle with the general manager, Trent Baalke, and I was on the losing side of it. I'm the football czar at Michigan. I could be the football czar at a lot of other NFL destinations where there are vacancies. Why would I want to set myself up for a situation where I can't be the football czar in Philly? Everybody knows that Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman are clicked up, and Howie Roseman would never go down the road of allowing a head coach to usurp his authority like he did once upon a time with Chip Kelly. Ain't no way in hell that Jim Harbaugh and Howie Roseman are going to be able to coexist, not in the way that Jim Harbaugh would want it. So, no, I don't think that's possible. I think that would be great for Philly. I think that would be great for Jalen Hurts. Don't get me wrong, from a football standpoint, it makes sense. But from a a politics standpoint, from an ego standpoint, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think... That's the kind of environment that's going to get this team where they want to go. But Bill Belichick has expressed a willingness to be more collaborative and to, you know, uh, I guess, allow somebody else to have more control or have the final say over the roster. He said that in the postseason press conference that he did before New England decided to part ways with him. So I think if he has that same willingness, that same mentality, it could work in Philadelphia.
3: See, I think it would be intriguing for him. I hear what you're saying about the power, but he also is arriving at this destination in the NFL if he chooses to in a different place. You have won a national title. We know you've had success at the NFL level, but now we've seen you at the top of the game in college football. We know how you work with young players. I already know what you do with quarterbacks. You are, for all intents and purposes, the white whale out there right now on the coaching market. And if I'm Philly... And I know that I have a lot of pieces in place and I need to capitalize on this moment in time to win. Maybe Howie Roseman wouldn't want to cede some of that power to Jim Harbaugh, but it feels like if he wants your job, he wants to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe that's somebody you do move aside for a little bit.
1: It it is also so easy to envision Bill Belichick with Jalen Hurts.
3: And and not Jim Harbaugh?
1: No, because for me... Julian Edelman has a saying, happily miserable. Bill Belichick and Jalen Hurts feel happily miserable together. And I love that. Like, it was weird for me yesterday watching Gerard Mayo. Just, he's happy. Like, where's the miserable part of it? Those guys would be happily miserable together. But to circle back to where we started with this with Mike McCarthy... Here's what's fascinating about this. Cowboy fans are not happy today. And I don't even know that McCarthy is happy yet with this because a one-year lame duck deal with the Cowboys, we just said, may not be as attractive as a five-year deal somewhere else. Did the Cowboys make the right move? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is the telephone number to join the show. We'll get your phone calls in coming up. We're on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and U.
0: Breaking news:
5: Mike McCarthy remaining in Dallas. I think they viewed it as him winning twelve games in three straight seasons, and even though there's only one playoff win to show for it, they thought, you know what, we're going to run it back, see if we can make it work.
1: McCarthy back, as are we. We are on Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alone, Michelle Swellman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you, we're going to get your calls in now at eight at eight eight say ESPN. But I do want to ask one question on this because we're, we're talking about the fact that. It's a big story. McCarthy's back. Everybody's kind of stunned by it. But also at least allowing for the conversation of, are we sure this is that good for McCarthy on a one-year deal, as well as somebody that has had a very good career, not Hall of Fame, but very good, Super Bowl-winning, double-digit games a year um, type of career. Are we putting it at a 1% chance or a less than 1% chance that he could leave on his own volition right now if he doesn't get an extension? Like, Would you at least give the window to maybe he doesn't want no le- less than one percent less than one yeah, percent yeah, yeah. i'll put it at one percent
3: i'm less than okay
1: all right uh steve in virginia listening on 94.1 in va what's up steve
6: good morning thank you for taking my call and i've been a cowboy fan for five decades and i've been wanting to vent for a long time and i think this decision by Jerry jones hiring mike mccarthy it'll be no different If the Titanic was to go back into time with the same captain who knew the exact same thing was going to happen if he took the same course and he decided to steer the same course, you got a disastrous result, and you're going to take a lot of innocent Cowboy fans down to the bottom with you. This is absurd. Mike McCarthy does not bring inspiration or intensity to the game. If a Leopard does not change his spots, and he ain't going to change it this year. So we're just going to have to suffer another year.
1: Steve? Who is the captain in this? McCarthy or Jones? Mm-hmm. The captain? Oh, Jerry Jones is the captain. Okay, because you know he's the one who's doing this. McCarthy is what we all know. What Mike McCarthy is in in many cases, it's better. In this case, it may be viewed as worse. But Jones is the captain here. Let's be clear on this.
2: Who's the one that's yelling iceberg right
1: ahead? Who's that? Guy? I've never seen Titanic. That feels I like Mike McCarthy. Right he's he's
2: like... Like... You Are we sure Are it. we short? Full steam ahead. Spoiler alert! Because there's an iceberg right there.
3: Wait, and Dad, like Dad, that's
6: all of us. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, and that's all of us. We're the ones that on iceberg. <laughs> Dak is the one, is part of the uh, symphony. That's like it was an honor playing with yeah, the gentlemen. <laughs> play, playing
2: as the ship goes down. What in the hell? No, man. Listen, it, it, that's a great point by Steve. I, I just again, I think we land on a place where this is all about Jerry wanting to do it his way more so than doing whatever it takes in order to win at the highest level, right? Because he wants to be comfortable. He still wants to be the show. And if, in fact, they do win, if Mike McCarthy is able to break through that glass ceiling that has been the second round of the playoffs, then Jerry Jones will get all the credit in the world. Everybody will give Jerry Jones the credit for you know being the one that stayed the course, being the centerpiece, the focal point when your team is winning a championship. He hasn't really had that before. Like, even when Barry Switzer won it, Barry Switzer won championships at Oklahoma. Barry Switzer was a hell of a coach in his own right. And Barry Switzer inherited a lot of the residual, the foundation that Jimmy Johnson laid the previous half decade in order to get that title in 95. So, again, I I don't know how much Jerry can take credit for what was happening on the field. But I think in this instance, if Mike McCarthy were to be able to get that done – we would be heaping praise on Jerry Jones more so than the head coach or anybody else for the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Now I'm on the Titanic reference, and I'm I'm thinking of Jerry Jones walking on thin ice here, though, because Mike McCarthy is a really good coach. He's won a Super Bowl. He's had a lot of success no doubt. in his career. The way we talk about him as, or, you know, holistically, like the royal wheat, is if he has never won anything. or he if he's Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, that's the way that we kind of talk about him, and he doesn't deserve that. He's a really good coach. But if the result is the same next year, early playoff exit and then Jerry decides to make a move is there and we yes the coaching carousel always throws us some surprises yeah but I don't know if there's going to be a clear cut upgrade of of Mike McCarthy that will be available to the way it is right now that's fair
1: that is fair and I I also think the other thing that we're gonna have to keep an eye on is to why this is gonna be a circus what if Dan Quinn who is somehow interviewing everywhere which I don't get uh, doesn't get a job and he's back they start three and five. Dan Quinn's a head coach at that point. Yeah, right?
2: you have to start asking the question. Like, yeah. when, when, did, when does Mike McCarthy get fired and they elevate Quinn to interim head coach?
1: Again, so how attractive is this to Mike McCarthy in this, in this certain Well, it's thing? attractive
2: if you have no other options. That's correct. But does he have no other options? We don't know the answer well, to Well, I question. mean, here's the thing. You don't have any options if Jerry Jones doesn't want to trade you.
1: Kent in Mississippi <laughs> watching on U. What's up, Kent?
6: Hey, good morning, guys. I uh, Love your show. Appreciate your work. Um, I'm just thinking that uh, <clears throat> Jerry Jones, uh, while he would love a Super Bowl, he doesn't need a Super Bowl. He, he doesn't need an NFC Championship game. Um, my thought is that you know he's a brilliant businessman. He has the Cowboys as the most valuable franchise in the league. Uh, he, his formula is working. You know he's not going to take those big swings. He's not going to. You know, uh, make those big big moves. uh, You know, trying to gain high impact players and such, and then risking uh, a quote-unquote rebuilding year like the Rams did. He has the formula, like the previous caller says about changing spots. Jerry Jones is not going to change his spots. He has the formula. He has the most valuable sports franchise in North America. I I
2: hear you, Kent, and all your points are well taken. I'm just taking Jerry Jones for his word. He's the one that tells us how desperate he is to win a championship. We're not saying he should be desperate. This is what he's expressed to people in the media. This is what he talks about. I mean, I go back to the regular season game against the San Francisco 49ers. They built that thing up as a like a playoff game. And Jerry said, yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is going to be one of those games that we're, we're using as a measuring stick because our goal is to compete for a championship. And this might be one of the teams that we got to go through. That's what Jerry said, not us. So we're just judging his decision tree off of what he says the ultimate goal is. And the thing that I have a hard time justifying is staying with McCarthy. I'm not saying that McCarthy is not a great head coach because he is. I just wonder if Mike McCarthy can get you a championship without Hall of Fame-level quarterback play. That's the thing I wonder. Now, we don't know the answer to that with Belichick, but based on the the, the the resume and based on the innovations that we've seen from Belichick throughout the years, I would, I would say that he probably gives you a better chance to do it with Dak than Mike McCarthy does.
1: I totally agree with that. I also think Kent's level of thinking is insanely healthy. I don't know that I would apply that same level of thinking, and I'm not calling Jerry Jones unhealthy. I just don't know that that is also Jerry Jones' level of thinking. Mm-hmm. The idea of I have won super, three Super Bowls. I have built the big, biggest business in the NFL. Yeah, I have been loyal to my employees. Biggest
2: business in sports,
1: though, right. guys. Uh, American sports, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's no unbelievable. Doubt.
3: It's great. They they are a brand um, amongst no other. They are kind of peerless. I just when don't it comes think that, that that's
1: his thinking because if it was, you don't do a weekly radio show every single week. You don't talk about all the stuff you haven't done
3: also, every week. Also, when has Jerry Jones indicated that anything is enough? Look at the stadium. he
2: yeah, That's a great point. Come on. Look at the practice facility. Look at
3: everything. You got- it is never <laughs> enough for him. He wants to continue to compile, compile, <laughs> compile. They haven't even been to the championship round in almost three decades. That, that doesn't seem like it's enough for somebody like him.
1: I would look at the best ownership in the NFL as the Rooney family in Pittsburgh. Okay, They have done all you possibly could do. There's nothing more that they need to accomplish. Do I think that they're furious every single year they don't win a Super Bowl? Absolutely. Do I think they publicize it? No. Do I think they act irrationally? Absolutely not. They probably have the same level of frustration and anger that Jerry Jones would have not winning a Super Bowl. But they're not public about it. They're not vocal about it. They don't create a circus. And I think if they never win another Super Bowl as a family, while it would stink— there's so much to be proud of. Jerry Jones doesn't give off that same vibe, even though there's there's different, there's different differences between the two. But even though Jerry Jones would have a ton to be proud of, he wants it front and center that I'm frustrated that we haven't won a Super Bowl. Yet, if you believe Mike McCarthy, is, you guys believe, will not win a Super Bowl in Dallas, you're running it back yet again with a guy that you believe will not win a Super Bowl in Dallas. When the greatest coach of all time may or may not be sitting there. For you to have—that's the biggest question. I can't wait till Adam Schefter's reporting continues about whether, when, whenever Belichick gets a job, what other jobs would have been available to him if open.
3: Oh, I can't wait for the Seth Wickersham piece on this because you know Seth always unearths all the gems on Mm -hmm. how things go down. Oh, it's coming!
2: It's coming! I can't wait for it. It's going to be great. Coming up. We will continue
1: the conversation about the decision by the Dallas Cowboys, plus, an all time Buffalo Bills great will join us to discuss how good this team this year actually can be. We're on Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance.
4: Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric E Bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Must be 21-plus plus and present president select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio.
4: Breaks away. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown,
1: Josh Allen. Yeah, give him a flex, Josh. You just scrolled them with their back turn. A lot of guys scream and slide, and didn't slide, and scored. So it worked out that time. On paper, it certainly seems like Bills. Chiefs, Sunday night. Game of the weekend in the NFL. i Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. It is like here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU as well. CC over on Get Up. And joining us now, longtime wide receiver Buffalo Bills, Carolina Panthers, Green Bay Packers. Won a Super Bowl with the Packers. Went to Super Bowls with the Buffalo Bills. Head coach at Aurora University now in Illinois. Don Beebe joining us here on like on ESPN Radio. Don, let's start. With your first team, the Buffalo Bills, how good are they in your mind this year?
6: Well, as, uh, as long as Josh Allen is standing, <laughs> they're going to be hard to beat, especially in Buffalo. Um, you know, the guy brings a dimension that most quarterbacks playing today don't have. He can beat you with his arm and his feet. So, um, obviously, playing in Buffalo is a, is a whole other game, especially with this kind of weather. Now, Kansas City shouldn't be... T- to not immune to it because they they're used to it as well. But it's still hard to win with those fans.
3: Uh, Don, I'm glad you walked us into this because we've been talking a lot today about the Dallas Cowboys retaining Mike McCarthy as their head coach and about the pressure Mm -hmm. to win in Dallas. But Buffalo has as rabid of a fan base as anybody. We know how desperate they are to win a Super Bowl. So what's the pressurized situation like in Buffalo for them to get the job done to win a Super Bowl?
6: Well, first, is Chris there today? I mean, Chris not here? Or... He uh, he went over to get to get up. He ditched yeah. us. I don't know. For He's television.
1: Made, yeah. Made, yeah. He, I he, I
3: happened.
1: heard BB. I heard he doesn't like you. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying well, he shouldn't. Yeah,
6: he shouldn't. I mean, Packers just beat them up, <laughs> you know. And and now I understand why Chris yeah. is not on this call. I'm exactly. very very. Uh... But anyway, uh, Michelle, great question. Um, you know, first of all, the pressure to win has been in the NFL since pretty much day one. Um, And I think it all comes down to really the owner. Mm. I mean, you look at Tomlin. Now, Tomlin has had a phenomenal career, you know, um, never finishing number 500, I believe, which is incredible. Uh, And you have an owner like Jerry that puts a little bit more pressure on winning um, and doesn't have the patience, let's say. uh, You know, it it takes a lot to, to make the playoffs. It takes a lot to win playoff games and it, certainly takes an amazing year and a lot of breaks to go your way to win it all. Not always the most talented team wins. Um, You know, weather injuries, refs call, uh, you name it. Um, It takes a lot. So um, I think Buffalo's owners do a great job allowing coaches to go through a little turmoil because it's going to happen. I don't care who you are. Um, And knowing full well that if he's doing the right things from a character building, like Marv did, with us and the organization then and bill Polian, Yeah. You keep them around. Um, and I think those are your, really your, your best owners that do a great job in that area. Don,
1: I'm curious about, you just brought up weather. And obviously you mentioned, you know, Kansas city obviously plays in cold weather as well, but you played for yeah. the bills. You played for the Packers. Cold weather is an advantage. I would assume for you guys, can you give some detail like back in the day, Buffalo freezing cold <laughs> temperatures, Explain to the average everyday person like us what kind of advantage that actually gives you.
6: <laughs> where, would you where, where else would you rather be than right here, right now, right? <laughs> so, uh, and that and that was one of the reasons you know he would say that because nobody wanted to come into Buffalo and play. I mean, the Raiders came in what 1990 or 91 or whatever it was, and they literally didn't come out of the locker room until like two minutes before kickoff. It was that bad, and then they got beat 51 to three. So, uh, it, it is. It's like going outside. Um, take just put a t-shirt on and shorts, pretty much, in 30 below, and run around for three hours, and see where that gets you. Please don't do that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but that's what it, it, it's. It's an. You're not running around. I mean, I remember uh, you know some of those cold games. I remember Andre, myself, and James just in a TV timeout and we're on the field and we're in a no huddle offense we would run over to those heaters in between you know uh, TV timeouts and stuff like that because it was that cold it was awful wow I mean there's no way around it it's just you're trying to catch a brick you know um, because that's how hard that ball is and, and it's just an awful experience but you got to get through it so I hate to do
1: this to you, Don Beebe, who is of course former yeah. Bill Panther and Packers. But let's play out a worst case scenario. Let's say the Bills lose this weekend. What happens next if Josh Allen and Sean McDermott don't advance to a conference championship?
6: Yeah, I don't. I still don't think um, you do. You make a move from an ownership and and make changes. Obviously, they made some on offense, which that needed to happen. And those, you know, since then it's been great. Josh has been playing really well. Um, I, if I was on the team, I, I like the the uh, nucleus right now. I like the camaraderie that the guys have. Just listen to them talk. I mean, they have that brotherhood, that love for each other that you have to have to win it. They're playing great football at the right time, going into the playoffs, and now in you know with the game they just had. Um, that's not something that's broke, you know. And if they, it takes a lot to win, um, you know, the game. So. You know, hopefully they pull it out, which I think they will. Uh, you keep that nucleus together as long as you can because it's, it's tough to win in this league and especially to win it all. But they have the talent and the nucleus to do that right now and the coaching staff. So why, why fix that?
3: Well, Don, another team that is playing really well at the right time is a team that you're very familiar with, won a Super Bowl with the Green yep. Bay Packers. I would love to get your evaluation and what you're seeing right now out of Jordan Love and if you think that he yeah. can go into San Francisco and upset the 49ers.
6: Mm, wow. Man, that's a great question, Michelle. I, I, that's going to be really hard. Uh, what he has done already is, is, is incredible. Anything he does now is just icing on top of that cake he's already built. To follow up a Favre, okay, and then an Aaron Rodgers, and to do what he's doing statistically better than they were—that's insane. <laughs> and um, and you know when he won back to back, you know, Player of the Week, incredible. Um, to go into the Forty ers and beat them in 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 San Fran—can it be done? Absolutely, no question. Um, but you're going to really see the resolve of this kid and the makeup of this kid this week. We've seen it already, which is incredible. Now this is just another step in that direction. Um, and if he pulls this off, oh, man, unbelievable story right there. I, I'm I'm pulling for the Bills and Packers. Man, that would be a dream game for me. I can tell you that right now.
1: Well, that's for um, sure. You're not getting your third team in there. The Panthers won't
6: be there anytime
1: soon. I promise you that. That's
6: no, hard. No, that's not going to happen. No, no. but – But the Bills and Packers, the Bills have a real good shot. It's going to be tough for Green Bay to pull it off. But I wouldn't put anything, you know, what I've seen so far out of this guy, Love, I wouldn't put anything that he can't pull it off now.
1: Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. It is on Sportsman Life presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPN News. CC over at uh, Get Up, joined by Don Beebe, of course, winning a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers and probably most known for his days with the Buffalo Bills. I'm curious now for you as a coach, somebody in people management, hard decisions are probably with you every single day. Brian Gutekunst, general manager of the Packers, made an incredibly hard decision to say goodbye to Aaron Rodgers. It seems like it was unbelievably right how difficult of a decision is something like that? And how much respect do you have for a guy like Goody to make that kind of decision?
6: Well, again, it's it's great when it all works out, right? I mean, if it didn't work out, he might have been fired. Uh, it, it, it's, that's just the business that they're in. Hence why I'm at the college level. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm not a person, you know, what have you done for me lately? Meaning the last game, pretty much, is what the NFL is. Um, and you have to have pretty sharp people that can foresee the future. That, that in itself is very hard to do. Um, you know, drafting guys, and, um, and I, I, I'll go back to Bill Poleon and Marv Levy, the way they built organizations wherever they went. And they built it on one word it was character. And, um, and obviously, it, you know, men and women that make these decisions in the work world and certainly in the NFL. That you can't really go wrong with character. Okay, um, it's always going to be enjoyable to a certain degree, and if you're winning, it's going to be really enjoyable. Uh, so center yourself around that. I, I remember I went to dinner when I took the job here at Royal University five years ago, um, and I went to dinner with Coach Levy and Franny, his wife, in downtown Chicago, and we're in the, obviously Chicago area. And I asked him. I said, Hey, listen, I got this, this job now, and he goes, You know, I see that. You know, I see that, Don. And I said, you know, scouting a player and, and building a program, you know, what would be the first thing that you would do? He looked at me like only Coach would. He said, character, find it. Build your, build your organization around character. And that's what we've done. And, um, and that wins more than, more than losing.
1: Don, thanks so much for a couple of minutes. We appreciate it. We'll definitely deliver the, deliver the message to CC that he was scared of you as a former <laughs> Cowboy uh, talking to the former uh, Packer here. Very disappointing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, thank you so much, Don. Yeah, we appreciate guys. it. All right, there he is, Don Beebe, of course, uh, talking about the some of his teams, of course, former teams that are playing this weekend, both the Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers, and certainly gave a ringing endorsement regardless of what happens this weekend. You don't make moves if you're Buffalo with those. You're not going to get rid of Josh Allen, of course, but Sean McDermott, is, uh, he's saying don't touch either one of them. Coming up, Canty's best bet, which is actually the worst because it loses every <laughs> single time, and our unsportsmanlike moments of the day, next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio.
4: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen,
1: and Michelle Smallman. Longtime wide receiver Don Beebe joining us here. Is Chris there today? I mean, Chris not here. Or... He uh, he went over to get to get up. He ditched yeah. us. Beebe, I heard he doesn't like you. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying.
2: Well, he shouldn't. Yeah,
6: he shouldn't. I mean, Packers just beat them up.
2: <laughs> you know, and,
6: and now I understand why Chris yeah. is not on this call. <laughs> All
1: right. BB versus ah, Canty. BB, BB versus CC. B- BB ver- oh, BB versus CC. Well done. No, I mean, well B- done.
2: BB is greater than CC. There's no question about it. Mm. BB is greater than CC. No question. Unequivocally.
1: Is there like a hidden meeting there that I'm missing? I probably. No no, all right. no, no, no. There's
2: no What's hidden meeting. No. I'm right. just giving respect to Don Beebe. He's a legend. I don't
1: know. You refused to talk to him. I mean, you Don just Beebe. You heard he was on. No, it's not left. that I refused I mean, to talk to Don Beebe. Time. We it's just, just had just a scheduling refused. conflict. I didn't even know no. I was
2: supposed to be on no, Get they, Up. They, no, you I didn't him. know I was going to miss the him. thing before the start of the show. <laughs> oh, is, Nuno, this, Nuno, <laughs> Nuno tells me right before we go on air, hey, you know, you're going to be on Get Up today. No, I didn't, Nuno. Sorry, I didn't get the calendar invite.
1: I heard you rescheduled Beebe to make sure when you weren't. Exactly. And by the way,
4: I offered him a 30, and then they came back. I said, yeah, a eight thirty works, and they came back. Hey, can we have him at nine thirty? Because we have some, uh, you know, conflict. But you and based upon all this logic, you and BB are the same one time Super Bowl winner. He went six. Well, he went six times. But that, you, there you but go. But you only you went, went one. Say, you say went that once. again. The
2: same. Say that again. He went six. Times
4: Indeed. the man
2: went to six Super Bowls. And he, has iconic, he has one of the most iconic. He
4: has one of the most iconic moments a in a lose, in a loss. Right, the chase down of Leon Lett. Mm. No
1: doubt. All right, let's get into um, best bet before we get into unsportsmanlike moment. So, best bet is um, really what it's becoming is your best place to bet is ESPN Bet. Your worst person to listen to as to who you should bet, <laughs> bet with is the guy sitting to my left.
2: There's no question about it, but we've come up with a new philosophy this week. But I don't even think it worked last night. Well, it didn't work last night, but it did work the night before. Tell them the new philosophy. Well, the new philosophy is I'm going to give you my best bet, and then you're going to fade it because I've been so cold to start out 2024. We've been ice cold. But two nights ago, when it came to the Sixers-Nuggets game, I gave you my best bet. I went Jokic with a triple-double, and I went the Nuggets getting 3.5 points. Neither one of those worked out. Of course, Jokic didn't get a triple-double, and the Sixers won by five. So, again, if you faded my best bet from two nights ago, you made some money. Now, that philosophy didn't work out last night because I went Anthony Edwards under 28 and a half points. He had 27, so check if you faded that play. But it was a part of a parlay. I had the Minnesota Timberwolves lay in 12 and a half. They only won by seven. So, disappointment. It was the Detroit Pistons. I figured that... No. But anyway, yeah. that, that, that's neither here nor there. Tonight's play of the night, we're going to go with an NBA play, mm-hmm. a parlay, mm-hmm. and it's going to be one of the teams that one of our teammates roots for. That would be our fearless leader, Nuno. Oh, We're going to bet the New York Knicks in a game against the Washington Wizards. The Knicks are at the Garden. We're going to take the Knicks- we're going to lay the 12 and a half points, that damn 12 and a half points. We're going to do it again. Okay. We're going to lay the 12 and a half points, and we're going to go Jalen Brunson under 29 and a half points. So laying the 12 and a half points with the Knicks, Jalen Brunson under 29 and a half points. It pays out at plus 262. So if you're fading it at home, <laughs> that would mean that you're taking the Wizards plus 12 and a half points and that you think Jalen Brunson is going to score 30 or more.
6: I don't appreciate that you just did that to me and Javante because now the Knicks are definitely going to lose and now we're going to have to like, hear about it all day tomorrow.
2: I didn't, I mean, it, it was it was unintentional.
1: I think we've heard about it too much now, i got to be honest it with you. Was, it was unintentional. <laughs> uh, wow. unsportsmanlike Moment of the Day, it happened yesterday on Greeny between 10 a.m. and noon Eastern here on ESPN Radio. Uh, Michelle Smallman was there. Chris Canty had just left and I was there. And something happened on Greeny yesterday. Okay, so let's discuss. Did you just <laughs> snort on <down> the air? <laughs>
4: I did. I oh thought my that was God. really Is that funny. a common occurrence for you? No, no I've never it, heard it, her
3: do this. Before. I think I've done it like once in 20 years. Oh, wow. my God.
4: Wait, cannonball. <laughs> and that's what
3: caused to, you to do it?
2: The further, farther that's, debate. We that's probably the most concerning out thing. Out of
1: smalls. Oh my! We
2: need to get that audio just, back if I you guys was, can, please. I was please.
3: laughing and then I. Was... Uh,
2: yeah. Can I hear it again? Yeah. Wait. Will you cut can, it off? Can, can I hear it, it again? It Game face bit... on, and
3: oh. I breathed in really heavily, and it, I snorted. I don't think I can snort on command. Try it. No.
1: Will you? I'd be <laughs> concerned what that sounds like. A snorting on command?
3: Could you guys do it? I don't think so. I. Don't...
1: <laughs> sounds like I a pig, right? It's well, that just was an really oink. i
3: like I would have to hold my nose. <laughs> you just breathed out. That's not a snort. You so, went the wrong
4: can, direction. Can I hear the initial okay. snort? though? so I don't know if they let's have. Let's discuss. The, uh,
1: did you just okay. snort? No, just, so, the here, we'll do it again. Here we go. In three, two, one. We'll play it again here because we got to hear the initial snort. It's, it was
3: so quiet. You have to really listen to All it. All
1: right, let's listen to it again. Okay, so let's discuss. Ah! Did you just snort? <laughs> now, here's the thing. That is that, that's here's good. The thing. When that's she good. then tried to, and that went further um, or farther, however it was. But what what happened here is now, and even a day later, she doesn't understand the concept. Of snorting is breathing in, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever I like try to snort, Smalls, she breathes out on the yeah. sm, on the snort. She doesn't she actually understand knows. the concept of a snort.
3: No, I understand the concept of it, but my nose is broken. It has been for many years. I'm surprised I could even execute it that, that first time. I'm afraid to try it because I'm Why? afraid of what it will look and sound like.
1: It's like you have to like breathe in. <coughs> I think you had a combination. <coughs> Wait, hold on. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Smalls. Everybody's doing it. <coughs> Stop holding your nose! I can't, I can't believe we're problem. snorting.
2: We're snorting on TV and no, on the this is radio. This high is wild. quality content. This right here. is wild. Right I agree. Like. I agree. This I, is wild. She still doesn't know how to do it. Very unsportsmanlike. She
1: she it is out. All right, uh, another unsportsmanlike moment. Did you see why DeAndre Ayton uh, for the Portland Trailblazers missed the game last night? His team won no. against the Nets, one hundred five, one hundred three. No. Well, DeAndre Ayton missed the game because um, there was ice in his driveway. I, I'm not kidding. Icy – he couldn't get out of his house or his street, and they couldn't figure out a way to get him out of his house and his street.
3: That ice is treacherous, though.
1: I understand, but why couldn't he just, like, slide? Why couldn't he take a slide? (laughs) What? No, I'm being being dead serious. Why couldn't you just slide down your driveway or slide down wherever it is and have somebody pick you up down the street? He couldn't get out of his house – Couldn't get out of his driveway. We've all had this situation. I mean, I've had it the last few days. It's been very difficult driving in. But DeAndre Ayton missed the game because of an icy driveway.
6: I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that his driveway isn't like 10 feet long and it's quite a distance from the front of it to his house oh, i don't know and what that's why saying? and they're the saying the Aiden point.
4: tried for hours to combat the sheet of ice leading out of his neighborhood and the team sent people out to help him but to no available
1: to no avail not no available
3: but he became
1: no available as a result can you imagine if you said to parcells when you were playing for him or coughlin sorry i can't get in why ice Ice what? But the, <laughs> my driveway. Yeah, there's
2: no chance that that's going to happen. I remember when Hurricane Sandy came through the tri-state area. Like, I didn't have power at my house for over a week. Wow. I still had to have my ass at work five minutes before the first meeting start. Otherwise, I was going to get fined.
3: Yeah, what hurricane? You better yeah, be here. so
2: ice, ice. <laughs> What you talking about, I promise, if you are missing games because
1: ice in the driveway, you will not have ice on your finger after the season. You
2: you you know what? If I missed a game because of ice in the driveway, I could miss as many games as I wanted from that point on. Because you know what? I ain't playing for the team.
3: But it helps him (laughs) that they sent members of the team there to get him out, and it didn't work. At least he has people backing him up saying that it was Agreed. an impossible situation. I'm not
1: suggesting he didn't want to get out of there, but can you imagine Chauncey Billups, head coach of the Blazers, of all of the stuff he's had to deal with, Dame Lillard asking out, their team stinks, they're 11-29, and 29, and now he gets the call, sorry your starting center can't come to the game, ice in the driveway. Greedy coming up next. We are on to Friday on Like on ESPN Radio. Oh, sorry. There's, I heard that quite wrong. some time. I <laughs> thought he'd say, I have wow. ice in my ears, I guess. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, I
0: closed said, my computer. I, I mean, just took I thought he said five I'm
3: seconds.
1: Winner. Wow. wow. Winner. Wow. That's the unsportsmanlike wow. okay. moment of the day for tomorrow. Here's Greeny coming up next on Sportsmanlike
0: on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.